the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So the Lord is speaking to us on God's presence and discipline are necessary for us to finish well. God's presence and discipline are necessary to finish well. The Lord spoke to us at the beginning of the year, saying to us in Exodus 33, 14, My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Exodus 33, 14. I want us to look at the context in which those words were spoken to Moses at Mount Sinai. The words were in answer to Moses' prayer in Exodus 33, 12 to 13. Moses prayed in Exodus 33, 12 to 13, and the Lord answered in Exodus 33, 14. The words of the prayer of Moses. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you said to me, bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now therefore, I pray, if I find grace in your sight, show me your way, that I may know you, and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. Moses prayed that prayer. But why did Moses pray? What was the reason for this prayer? In Exodus 33, 3, we see the reason for the prayer. The Lord says, Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up in your midst, lest I consume you on the way, for you are a stiff-necked people. So, in Exodus 33, 3, the Lord is saying to the people of Israel, Go up. Keep going. Don't worry, just go. Even though I haven't finished the reason for bringing you to this particular place, I brought you to myself here on Mount Sinai to teach you, to give you a law, actually to establish my presence in your midst. That has not finished yet, but no. You can go. No, keep going. But I'm not going to go with you, by the way. I'm not going to go with you. And that was sad news to the people. They cried. They wept. This is the reason why Moses prayed. The Lord said, I will not go up in your midst, lest I consume you on the way. For you are stubborn. For you are obstinate. Why did the Lord say you are stiff-necked people? We are answering a lot of questions, raising a lot of questions and answering a lot of questions. Why did the Lord say of the people, you are stiff-necked? What happened? What led to this? In Exodus 32, from verse 7 to 9, we see a little bit of that. And the Lord said to Moses, Go, get down. For your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molded cow 
and worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and indeed it is a stiff-necked people. The Lord said, I have seen these people, and indeed it is a stiff-necked people. What does uh, the word stiff-necked mean? Of a person or their behavior, haughty and stubborn, obstinate, self-willed, strong-willed, strong-minded, willful, mulish, as stubborn as a mule. Hallelujah. It is important to understand that the Lord did not say this after just one act of disobedience, but after many acts of disobedience, indicating that they were intractable, unteachable, unyielding, unbending, bent on their way. Very, very important for us to understand that they did not just disobey once. And the Lord said, oh, you are so stubborn. See how stubborn you are. No, no, no. You don't say somebody is stubborn because of one act of disobedience. Even of two acts of disobedience. You don't, you don't say somebody is stubborn. Somebody is stubborn because of several acts of disobedience. In fact, it's, it's like they don't even obey. I don't know if you have ever seen stubbornness in a goat. Oh my God, a goat is stubborn. If you put food down and a goat is trying to eat that food. A goat comes to eat the food and you say, go away, go away. The goat, the goat goes, comes back. Whether it's 20 times, keeps coming back, keeps coming back. That's stubbornness. As stubborn as a mule, stubborn as a goat. So when the Lord says, I have seen these people, it's, it's stubborn. It's because he has seen them many times, multiple times. They have disobeyed him constantly. So he says, you are stubborn. And I can go with you. I can travel with you. Because if I travel in your midst, I'm, I'm going to kill you. So it is important to understand that the Lord did not say to them, you are stubborn just because they disobeyed him. So that we don't begin to think that if we disobey God, then we are stubborn. It is also important to understand that the presence of God can deal with and it's meant to deal with human sinfulness or disobedience. But human stubbornness is an affront to divine authority. Let me say that again. It is important to understand that the presence of God, the presence of God can deal with and it's meant to deal with human sinfulness or disobedience, but human stubbornness is an affront to divine authority. Human stubbornness is rebellion against God. It's a slap in the face of God. It's, what are you going to do? What will you do? The presence of God will deal with our sinfulness and disobedience. But the presence of God will not tolerate our rebellion or stubbornness. So the scriptures say, do not harden your heart if you hear his voice. Don't harden your heart. The hardness of heart is the same thing Pharaoh of Egypt had. He hardened his heart against God. And what did he say? He said, who is the Lord that I should let Israel go? Who is the Lord? Is his arrogance, haughtiness. What will you do? What are you going to do? You're going to kill me? What are, we, what are you going to do? When God encounters stubbornness, he withdraws his presence. And without divine presence, we cannot enter his race. We cannot finish well. So when God encounters stubbornness, he withdraws his presence. And without his presence, we cannot enter his race. We cannot accomplish his purpose. We cannot 
finish well. So the Lord is speaking to us on God's presence and discipline are necessary to finish well. God's presence and discipline are necessary to finish well. Let's take a quick look at another striking example of this. A striking example of how God will withdraw his presence when he encounters turbulence. 1 Samuel 15. 1 Samuel 15 from verse 22. So Samuel said, As the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is at the scene of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your word, because I fear the people and obey their voice. Now therefore, please pardon my sin and return with me, that I may worship the Lord. But Samuel said to Saul, I will now return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. Now you see, even before Samuel turned around, you see what Saul did. Saul seized upon his garment and he tore. This was not the first time Saul disobeyed the Lord. It was not the first time. The Lord specifically said to him, warn him. After he disobeyed the first time, the Lord said, okay, let me give him another chance. Let me send him to do this job. Give him specific instruction. He still did what he wanted to do. And when the Lord said, what did you do? He said, no, I didn't do nothing. Actually, I've, I've done everything you asked me to do. Then the words of the Lord, rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. Your obstinacy is rebellion and is like witchcraft or divination. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, the Lord has rejected you from being king. Now, if we compare that with 1 Samuel 16, 14, we see the result of this rebellion of the obstinacy of King Saul in 1 Samuel 16, 14. And the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and the distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. And the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. Why did the spirit of the Lord depart from him? Because of stubbornness. Because of obstinacy. Lord said, I can't deal with this. The Lord removed himself from his life. Just remember that scripture in Proverbs. He said, he that is often rebuked, and hardens his heart, shall perish, and that without remedy. Proverbs 29.1. Proverbs 29.1. You say, he who is often rebuked, and hardens his neck, <laughs> will suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. Oh, may the Lord give us a heart of submission, a teachable heart, Yes, a teachable heart, a humble heart, mm, a bendable heart in the name of Jesus. Amen. See, the presence of God is a requirement of finishing well. The presence of God is a requirement of finishing well. The manifest presence of God in our life is everything. It is for our protection, provision, consolation, comfort, but the greatest blessing of the divine presence is correction or discipline. Let me say that again. 
the manifest presence of God in our life is everything provides everything for us it's our protection provision consolation comfort everything but the greatest blessing of the divine presence is correction discipline amen wow just remember Jacob before he became Israel when he was coming from his uncle's place and going back home and he was coming with a lot of blessings he was coming with many children and wives and many things material things but he was afraid of his brother who was on the way to confront him for something that happened some 20 years before and when he met the Lord or when the Lord met him when the Lord entered into a struggle with him because the Lord picked up a fight with him as the Lord says to us in Oshia he says I have a controversy with Jacob and I will not let him go when the Lord has a controversy for 20 years you now this controversy had been hanging over the life of Jacob but still the Lord blessed him amen we have to always remember that because the Lord is blessing you doesn't mean everything is okay. Because the Lord is blessing you, doesn't mean you are perfect, you are wonderful. No, there is nothing wrong. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Yes, the Lord is blessing you, but the scripture says that the blessing of the Lord uh, is to bring you to repentance. Amen. 